Welcome, friends. It feels good to say that. <laughs> I've been uh, intentionally mixing up my greeting in this uh, this new era of the ConvoCast as we as we step away a bit from the Yobcast during this coronavirus pandemic. Um, it feels good. It feels good to call you friends because truly, if you if you listen to this show, if you if you follow your other brothers and support us in any way, you truly are friends here, and we we appreciate y'all very very much. It's been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. It's been an interesting week for the world, of course, as the pandemic continues to explode in a lot of countries, especially here, here at home, here in America. Um, it's another interesting week for the matter that it's Holy Week. From Palm Sunday to Easter, it's, it's been one of the worst weeks for the pandemic here in America. And, and it's just, it's interesting for it to coincide it's been an interesting week for for Yab as well. I've already referenced that we had some technical snafus and a couple episodes that didn't turn out the way that <laughs> they were expected to go. This the schedule this week very much changed uh, early on as the week progressed. But looking back, I'm always somebody who tries to see the reason behind everything. Maybe maybe to a maddening degree sometimes. But um, the fact that it is Easter, the week the week leading up to Easter. Um, definitely gave me a chance to reevaluate like what what should this week look like as far as the podcast because on the one hand doing these episodes having these conversations conversations with diverse people in our community all over the world has been a fun and welcome distraction from the chaos from the noise um, from the lethargy and and the entrapment that this pandemic has caused Um, and in some ways distraction is good distraction can be a really great um a great thing to not fixate on the negative so much. Um, it's good. It's good to take a take a look away and to fix fix our eyes on something else for a time. And hopefully, the, these episodes, these little 20, 25 minute episodes, the last couple of weeks have been welcome distractions. We've gotten some great feedback so far, and, and I'm grateful for for that. But sometimes distraction isn't good. Sometimes distraction is a detriment. And on this last episode of, of this week, week two of the combo cast, uh, I thought it was fitting. It was fitting that we lost a couple episodes this week, but um, fitting that for this episode, uh, it's a combo cast, but there is no conversation with another human. It's my hope that this particular conversation is one that you have with the Lord. And really, really simply what this episode is gonna be is me reading three passages of scripture, one from the Old Testament, one from the Gospels, and one from the New Testament beyond the Gospels, focusing on this weekend, focusing on Easter, and particularly focusing on Good Friday, the release date of this episode. Um, I was actually born on Good Friday, and my entire life I've resonated with this day more than Easter itself. (laughs) If I'm honest, I tend to have a darker outlook <laughs> of humanity more than more than my fellow brethren, and um, something about the the hollowness of today, the sacredness of today, the the raw and gritty surrealness of this day strikes a chord. And it's an easy day to look over. It's an easy day to get through as we anticipate Easter Sunday and and meals and 
great services and all the things we've remembered from Easter's past. But um, this year, it's safe to say, is an Easter weekend like no other. We may never experience an Easter like this before where we don't go to church, where we don't have a big meal with family or friends or loved ones, or have a giant Easter egg hunt with <laughs> grandchildren and nephews and, and children toddling around. In many ways, this strikes a chord with me, a chance to strip away all the fluff, all the extra things that we've tacked onto Easter that aren't necessarily bad, but could be distractions. It's my hope that by the end of this episode, we learn to press into the core of what this weekend is all about, of remembering our Savior. And in remembering him and what was done all those centuries ago, that we take a look at where we are today. And we're going through a hard, strange, sometimes awful and brutal time. But this isn't forever. It's my hope that all of us in this community, anyone listening today, can take at least these next few minutes to step away, to be intentional about connecting with the Lord and maybe having a, a brand new appreciation, a new perspective, a new understanding, a new gratefulness and a new, a new firsthand perspective of darkness. However, today's darkness pales in comparison to the darkness of long ago. The following readings are from the English Standard Version. This is Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 11. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear 
their iniquities. This is Mark 15, verses 22 to 39. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And with him, they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another saying, he saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said truly, this man was the Son of God. And lastly, this is Hebrews 2, verses 9 through 18. But we see him, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely, Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source, and that is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And 
And so my brothers, rest in this comfort that you are not alone. You're not alone among your fellow man and you are certainly not alone in this God man, this savior, this Messiah, this Jesus that we know and serve and follow. One who suffers with us through the darkness and one who rose in triumphant light. Be blessed, my brothers. Happy Easter, and we'll be back soon with some hopefully good distractions. But for the next couple of days, I encourage you to lean into the opposite of distraction, into the light, slowly but surely and definitively piercing this darkness.